This is Reverse Reset Restore, a podcast about the challenges of change and providing some of the steps you can take to become the person you deserve to be, your very best you. I'm Sally and I'm sharing my personal journey from self-hatred to self-love and acceptance. Change comes from within. Hello lovely, thank you for joining me on today's episode. We are talking about the value in asking for help. This is part of our 31 days of self-care series for Mental Health Awareness Month. So if you're joining us for the first time, stick around for tips and techniques on 31 different self-care practices you can incorporate into your life. Ever felt like you really need help but you just can't ask for it? Even the most simple of requests become like a battleground in your mind over whether it's right or fair or just to ask others to help you out. Some of us have had this behavior of not asking for help modeled in our families. We've been taught it's a weakness or character flaw and that has translated into driving people into stoicism and perfectionism. Some of us have been taught that asking for help gets us nowhere with some of the people in our lives. Our needs, wants and requests are ignored, well, stifled. So we don't ask for help from anyone else either because we expect it to be withheld. And these patterns are created within us from childhood. I'll be the first to admit that I haven't always been very good about asking for help. Part of that probably stems from a need to prove that I can do things on my own. And a lot of it comes from a sense of not wanting to be a burden to others. In other words... I've spent a lot of time not seeking help from friends and family because of my ego. And in so doing, I've struggled with feeling rejected, alone and disappointed. I recently spoke about disappointment and expectations in episode 18, why navigating disappointment is an opportunity for your personal growth. And I encourage you to check that out if you feel like your difficulties in asking for help may stem from disappointment. I totally get it. In recent years, I've come to see that my refusal in asking for help or letting people know where I'm at in terms of my feelings or experiences mostly come out of this weird sense of needing to protect them and it's robbed others in my life from being able to really support me. Does that make sense? When we think of ourselves as a burden, we're basically making an assumption that the people who love us think that too. And I can't speak for your personal circumstances, but I know that there are plenty of people in my life who would step in and up if or when I reach out. Still, there are times when there is definitely a mental block in doing so, stemming from my own sense of worth and my fears. In today's episode, I want to remind each of us that while asking for help, especially when you're feeling low, discouraged, depressed, can be really challenging. But it's a crucial step in getting the support and care you need. We all deserve to ask for and receive the support, especially from the important people in our lives. Also, if you have a habit like me of not asking for help because you feel like you'll be a burden or rejected or you have a need to prove yourself, remember that you are not a superhero. My mum on more than one occasion has reminded me to take off my cape. In other words, stop trying to be my own or others superhero all the time. 
as much as I don't want to admit it, I'm not Superman or a Jedi or an X-Man. I'm a normal person with normal feelings and capabilities and that means sometimes I need to let others help me just as I'm willing to help them. This means letting go of my ego, my expectations and my false beliefs. Let's make asking for help a normal and safe thing to do. Here's some of the key ways I think we can begin to break some of our old habits and learn that it is okay to ask for help. Firstly, it's important to acknowledge and accept your feelings. Understand that it's okay to not be okay. Depression and other mental health issues or just your normal everyday feelings are real and valid. Secondly, I want you to identify someone in your life that you can trust. Think about who in your life you trust and feel comfortable talking to. This might be a close friend, a family member, your partner, or it could be a mental health professional. The third thing is to choose the right time and place. Find a quiet, private and comfortable space to talk. Ensure you have enough time to discuss your feelings without being rushed. Number four is being open and honest. When you're ready to talk, be honest about what you're experiencing. You don't need to have all the answers or explain everything perfectly. Just share what you're comfortable sharing. Number five, use I statements. Express your feelings using I statements to convey your emotions and thoughts without blaming or accusing. For example, say, I've been feeling really down and discouraged lately, rather than you're making me feel miserable. Be specific. Try to be specific about how you've been feeling, how long it's been going on, and any patterns or triggers you've noticed. This information can help the person understand your situation better. Number seven, express your needs. Clearly communicate what kind of support or help that you're looking for. It could be someone to talk to, a listening ear, assistance with daily tasks, a guidance in helping you find some professional help. If you've thought about treatment options such as therapy or medication, you might want to share your preferences with the person that you're talking to. If you're unsure, express your willingness to explore those different options as well. Number nine is about listening actively. Just as we're asking our friends to listen actively to what we're saying and sharing, we also need to be open to their responses as well. They may have questions or concerns, and it's important to listen and address them with empathy. Number 10, if your depression or low mood is severe or persistent, consider reaching out to a mental health professional, such as a therapist or a psychiatrist. You can ask your trusted friend for assistance in finding the right professional or even going along to some sessions with you if you feel that that's the kind of support that you need. Number 11, in many countries there are helplines and crisis services available 24-7 for people who are in emotional distress. So if you feel like you don't have someone in your life that you can have these kind of deep and meaningful discussions with or share what you're going through, don't hesitate to use those resources if you need immediate help. Number 12, this is not so much about the talking part that you're going to do with someone. It's just actually understanding that you need to be patient. Recovering from feeling low or an episode of depression or other sort of mental health disorder that's bringing you to a place where you're pretty unhappy takes time. Recovering from depression or low mood can take time. 
Be patient with yourself and with the process of seeking help. Remember that reaching out is a significant first step towards your healing. And the last thing, the most important thing, keep those lines of communication open. Continue to communicate with the people that you've reached out to. Let them know how you're feeling, whether you're improving or you're continuing to face challenges or whether you're even feeling worse. Regular communication helps maintain that support network that you're building. Remember that asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. It's a proactive step towards improving your mental health and well-being. You don't have to go through depression or low mood alone. And there are people and resources available to assist you on your journey to recovery. If you truly feel like there really is no one in your life that you can turn to, please, please seek professional help to navigate how you can make some changes and also how you can surround yourself with people who can be there for you. You are worth the effort. You are worth being heard. And you're worth getting out of your own way. So take off your cape, set down the ego and all its little nagging fears and know you're stronger than you think you are. Also, just bear in mind that you asking for help could be the very thing that empowers someone else in their own journey as well. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to come back tomorrow for another daily self-care strategy. And if you can, like, share, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can reach out to me via the Reverse Reset Restore Facebook page. I'd love to chat. Next time you're struggling to ask for help, consider the following from singer-songwriter Amanda Palmer. Asking for help with shame says, You have the power over me. Asking with condescension says, I have the power over you. But asking for help with gratitude says, We have the power to help each other.